Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, March 30th, 2021. The pandemic seems to be in a potential new surge, and President Biden is pleading for Americans not to take their foot off the gas. We'll discuss that. Plus, it's infrastructure week for the Biden White House. We'll preview the massive package and its challenges. And finally, another front of the culture wars with repercussions for the 2024 Republican presidential race. Despite all the positive news, the last couple months downward slide in coronavirus cases, hospitalizations and deaths, the vaccine distribution skyrocketing upwards with millions and millions of Americans getting a shot each and every day. The pandemic is still far from over. We see cases across the country, especially among young people, are now increasing. And President Biden addressed this very concern yesterday where Biden called out what he saw as, quote, reckless behavior, like partying. And he pleaded for states to stop the rollback of mask mandates and opening up freely. Those warnings don't seem to be heeded, though. Next week, Alabama will become the latest state to end its mask mandate. And in the administration's call with the nation's governors today, not one question, according to our sources, who heard the call for Dr. Walensky and her message that we are facing impending doom. As for how we ended up here, well, remember, you heard from Dr. Burks of the Trump administration's COVID task force yesterday, acknowledging she thinks hundreds of thousands of deaths could have been prevented if there was better management of the initial crisis than what Trump was providing. Well, that, of course, got President Trump's attention. The former president lashed out at Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci in a statement. He said, quote, Dr. Burks was a terrible medical advisor, which is why I seldom followed her advice. I mean, this is the former president who's attacking Fauci and Burks and saying he had to go against their recommendations all the time because of how wrong they were. That's Donald Trump with a tacit admission that he went against the best medical information available, which is exactly the approach that led us into this moment of crisis with more than 500,000 Americans dead. Now, here's what else matters today. President Biden's going to lay out the first part of his sweeping two-pronged infrastructure and jobs proposal tomorrow. He'll be doing it in Pittsburgh, the very place where he kicked off his 2020 presidential campaign. The total cost of both parts of the legislation combined will be somewhere between $3 trillion and $4 trillion, according to senior administration officials. Biden is prepared to announce the part of the bill that invests in domestic manufacturing, research and development, climate infrastructure, and roads, bridges, and rail tomorrow. The second piece, which he'll announce later in April, is aimed at the caregiving economy, child care, paid family leave, free community college education, health care. Those kinds of issues are going to be in the second piece of this. And this is all going to be a big part of his initial address to a joint session of Congress, which we expect also in April. If this massive infrastructure package passes, it is going to transform the American economy. It is the kind of investment in sort of long-term needs in the economy, as well as attacking some of the inequities and inequalities that have been long present in the American economy. 
the two major sticking points to keep an eye on, when and how to pay for it. According to a senior administration official, President Biden is aiming to have this proposal passed through the Congress by the August recess. That is super fast, especially for a package this big. And in terms of paying for the bill, well, that is going to be done with proposed tax increases, namely raising the corporate tax as well as raising taxes on wealthy individuals. The Biden administration sticking to its promise that no one who earns $400,000 a year or less will see their taxes go up. But he does not have all Democrats yet on board for how this is going to be paid for through all of these tax increases. So there's going to be an intra-Democratic party fight here to be waged, especially because this bill is going to go through Congress the way that the rescue package did, which is using that budget process known as reconciliation so that the Biden team can get it through the Senate with just Democratic votes, since it doesn't look like any Republicans are coming on board, despite Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg sounding somewhat hopeful that may not be the case. I think this can be something that will reflect not only popularity among the American people, but I hope we can work in good faith with folks across the aisle in Congress to to get some votes there. Ultimately, it's up to them whether they're going to support something, but we're going to work with them to try to shape it in a way that earns as much support as possible. And at the same time, the American people can't wait. And finally today, the latest front in the culture war, transgender rights. According to the ACLU, 28 states are now considering anti-trans bills. The bills put forth this year predominantly fall into two categories, removing trans girls' ability to participate in girls' sports and restricting young trans people's access to gender-affirming health care. And this has become critical mission one for social conservatives. They have organized and engaged around the country to push these bills through many of these state legislatures. In South Dakota, it's creating quite a political flashpoint for Governor Kristi Noem, who is on everyone's list as a potential 2024 Republican presidential candidate. She has very strong ties to the Trump world. Noem vetoed the bill from the legislature in South Dakota that was trying to push through these restrictions, and she immediately felt the ire of social conservatives from around the country. She's scrambling now to make good with this critical block inside the Republican Party. She's now issued two executive orders, and she wrote an op-ed in National Review saying, quote, one is to protect fairness in K-12 athletics and another to do so in college athletics. But these orders don't have the weight of law, and they aren't as restrictive as social conservatives are looking for. So you will continue to see Christy Nome try to make right with social conservatives. She is in hot water with them because of that veto, likely because she didn't want to lose the business of the NCAA in her state. This new front in the culture wars, it's not going away. Transgender rights are now going to be a litmus test, both on the left and the right, as we enter the 2024 presidential process. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.